Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. What do you think the effects are of the xenophobic rhetoric? It makes it harder for others to see St. Louis in the great place to live the way we see it. Cultures actually enrich our experience. You know, I see what people are trying to get from coming here. The Hispanic population is an integral part of the fabric of this country. The International Institute of St. Louis has welcomed and helped settle immigrants from all walks of life from all over the world for over a century. That's included people fleeing war and persecution and those seeking to build a new life and community in St. Louis. A recent example of that is the the Institute's new Latino Outreach Program. It's an initiative meant to welcome Latin American immigrants to STL and provide a means to overcome shortfalls in workforce and population. While the effort has met opposition from some council members in St. Charles County, Mayor Tashara Jones is extending her invitation to those who want to come to St. Louis. Well, they may not have room in in St. Charles, but they definitely have room in St. Louis. If they don't want to welcome them there, they can come here. Joining us to talk about the initiative and responses to it, we have Ari Obinson, who is president and CEO of the International Institute of St. Louis. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And with us also is Carlos Ramirez. Carlos is the vice president of Latino Outreach for the International Institute. Welcome to you, too. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you both for joining us today. Carlos, please give us sort of a, um, an overview of the Latino Outreach Initiative. It is fairly new. It was created in September. What are the program's main goals? Yeah, as you stated in the introduction, it really is as we see a decline in population and as we see our workforce not only dwindling, but in some cases like the unions, the the workforce is aging out. And so now that we have the opportunity to bring immigrants that are legally documented, authorized by a humanitarian parolee program that Biden has authorized, it was an opportunity for us to bring people here to the region be able to have them begin working as quickly as possible and be able to be a part of our community so that our population doesn't shrink overall. Mm -hmm. And so our approach is a holistic approach where we will, and it's privately funded as well, but we will be giving housing for up to three months and giving cell phones for up to six months, giving them language access or classes, whether it's conversational English or whether it's how to interview in English. We will help them with any, you know, immigration uh, law immigration uh, lessons or, you know, assistance they may need, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, just helping them to assimilate and acclimate here in the region. If they have families, helping them get, find the right school districts, you know, helping them to be able to get to the Institute and access all of our services. And as I've traveled and learned more about these programs, we have something special here in that it really is a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. The, the community can get what they need at our Institute. Right. So in the introduction, I talked about the history of the International um, Institute here. St. Louis is known for what it has done um, with and for Bosnian immigrants. 
um, and more recently for Afghan immigrants. So given that, Ari, why does the Latino Outreach Initiative make sense here? Thank you very much. It, it really does make sense because, uh, one, if we look at the, the decline in population um, that we have, um, it's also driven by a, a decline in, in the Latino population and primarily the Mexican population. So it does make sense. Now, St. Louis is lucky and gifted in the sense that only last year we provided services to people from 90 countries. In many parts of the United States, there's a settlement by various tribes or countries. We in St. Louis have been lucky to have a wide range of arrivals. Whilst we've been successful in the past with the Bosnians and recently with the Afghans, it just makes sense for us mm -hmm. as a community that is growing to be mindful that the Hispanic population and the Latino population is an integral part of the fabric of this country. And, and they bring a certain quality to our lives in various communities across the country. That, that Latino experience, that hardworking experience that we've seen in other parts of the country, we want to bring that to St. Louis. We want to embrace it because that's what we need. That's what our employers are yearning for. That's what this community really needs. Mm -hmm. And speaking of other places in the country, let's talk about what is happening in another major Midwestern city, Chicago. Thousands of immigrants, mostly from Venezuela, have arrived in Chicago since the summer of 2022. Many of them have been living in airports and police stations. Carlos, what is it that is working there in Chicago? And what challenges is the city facing as they work with immigrants who are there now? Yeah, unfortunately, Chicago is in a situation where they're getting immigrants uh, from New York, from Texas, and they're not necessarily coordinating with the city. So they're having to adapt quickly. They're having to essentially they're getting anywhere from four to ten buses daily of of immigrants coming from the from Texas and or New York, and so they're having to build a shelter once a week. And so without any coordination from those uh, states that are sending them, it's difficult and they're adapting. And to their credit, when I, when I went to visit them, it's not like, hey, we'll just give you anybody you want. I mean, I couldn't get into any of the shelters because there's, there's concerns of trafficking. You know, so making sure that they're protecting those citizens, I think to their credit, they're doing that. And so, but partnering with us, I'm hoping we can provide a slight release valve for all the immigrants there. And of course, we're trying to be very strategic and intentional. We have a homeless issue here. So we want to be able to bring, if we have 12 beds, we're going to bring 12 people, you know, and we're going to amp up. So this is somewhat of a, a first adoption where we'll hopefully bring 12 people mm -hmm. and then figure out what, what are we missing? What are our blind spots? Right. And then at a later date, hopefully bring closer to 100, you know, once we start establishing uh, our housing or solidifying our housing, because we've had systems, you know, my program is is benchmarked after the Afghan program. So we want to just continue to bring people here. Okay. You mentioned 12 people, 12 beds. Uh, insofar as the, the timeline goes, what are what are you hoping for? 
So ideally, we're going to address the issue of why we created this program. We're going to be able to have workforce, and we're going to be able to have more population. And even though uh, our Mexican population has declined, at the end of the day, the Hispanic population's growth is what's really kept the overall growth of the region still in a positive. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting that we're getting people from other parts of Latin America, and, and certainly that's great. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, our growth, followed by the Asian population's growth, is really what's kept the region in a positive as, re as it regards to population. Mm -hmm. But we do want to see this happen sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Right. Now, Ari, uh, a component of this is a federal immigration program that people have used to enter the country. Can you briefly explain the Biden administration's humanitarian parole program? Yeah. So the Biden administration <clears throat> created this. The, the, the federal government typically brings people in as refugees or as parolees, right? The humanitarian parole program, which simply means that when there is a humanitarian crisis anywhere in the world, the president of the United States can create a program by way of executive order that allows people to come into the country. They did it for the Afghans. They did it for the Ukrainians. And now that same program um, is being done for the, 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 uh, the uh, arrivals from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. So it's a similar program. They get about the same status as refugees, but limited to certain programs that the federal government doesn't uh, cover. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, when we talk about the Venezuelans, we have the Biden administration has also granted what they call temporary protective status to about 467,000 Venezuelans that were in the country probably illegally. They now have uh, uh, the right to work in the United States. Some of them would be in places like Chicago and Texas and all of that. Mm -hmm. But because they have that population out there that's now legally in the United States has the ability to work, that's the audience that we've been trying to engage because they don't have deep roots in any other community. Mm -hmm. Why not create an opportunity for them to have roots here in St. Louis? Right. Well, to those roots in St. Louis... We talked uh, in the introduction about some pushback. And on Monday, St. Charles County tabled a resolution that opposes the International Institute's efforts to resettle immigrants. Part of the resolution text reads, quote, The St. Charles County Council is strongly opposed to the importation of illegal immigrants into the region based on current federal and state statutes that make their unlawful entry to the United States a criminal offense. Ari, this is a symbolic resolution. And it mischaracterizes immigrants coming through the federal parole program as illegal. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are we are welcoming people that are legally in the United States. Uh, the president, through by way of the executive order, created a pathway for these people to come into the United States. The State Department has granted over 300,000 travel authorizations for people who have legitimately come into the United States. Um, I, that probably is a missing information that was not understood. It's our responsibility to clarify that, to help people understand that we're helping people that are here legally 
We're helping St. Louis bring people here that can help us revitalize our population, grow our workforce, and help this community prosper. Mm -hmm. If I could add a clarifying point in that, you know, this program is called Humanitarian Parolee Program. And that word parolees has such a negative charge to it here in this country, when in fact, I do want to make clear, these are not people that are being released from jails and coming to our country. It's just a terminology. Uh, and so these are not necessarily, not at all people coming from jail. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think it's important to make that distinction. It's just the choice of words that has so much negative charge here, uh, but it's not in fact the case. Right. What do you think the effects are of this you know, political move and the, the xenophobic rhetoric that's come from council members of St. Charles County? Are yeah. um, events like this um, do not hurt the, the events like this hurt the region's overall ambition of inclusive growth. And we hope that this is not something that repeats itself. And a true dialogue and conversation and providing as much information as we have reached out to the, con to the council members to provide. We hope that this would be a resolution that will be reconsidered. But it certainly does, uh, does not do well for the region that is yearning to embrace multiculturalism and to try to attract as many people to come and be part of this community. Mm -hmm. And for dollars and cents, I will add that as we're trying to recruit large corporations to move different projects here to the region, years ago, for example, we were trying to get, get a big Boeing contract. And one of the things that we were dinged on is a lack of diversified workforce. And so, you know, by not being as welcoming, having resolutions like this, I think it get, makes it harder for others to see St. Louis in the great place to live the way we see it. And so I think that by us diversifying the population, that helps us in the long, big picture of, of the country to be able to attract other corporations here to create jobs and economic development. Mm -hmm. And on the level of logistics, I mean, politicians can say many things. And Mayor Tashar Jones said, you know, we have room for you. Is the International Institute planning to help people um, or uh, to to partner, that is, with the city in some way to, you know, to attract and keep people here. Yeah, so they just hired an individual that's, uh, and opened an office, a welcoming uh, immigrants uh, to St. Louis office. And so in his first week, we've already met with him. Is somebody that I've known uh, here in the community for a long time. He's great standing in the Hispanic population. So we will definitely be partnering uh, with him, not only through the Latino Outreach Initiative, but also for all the immigrants and just being welcoming in general to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, if I may, may add, was the International Institute does this work, we really see our, our work as the community's work. So we're, we're ready to collaborate with everyone to make St. Louis a welcoming community. Mm -hmm. Now, in addition to work, we have touched a little bit on population. And we spoke here with uh, Ness Sandoval, who's a demographer at St. Louis University, about what is going to help uh, drive up population specifically in the city. Now, how is it that resettling Latin American immigrants here will boost that? 
Carlos? So I think historically, and we know through Ness and a lot of the uh, demographics that he shared with us, is on average the Hispanic population is about 20 years younger than any of our counterparts. And to have that youth, you know, right now in, across the country, the largest segment of Hispanics are about 11 years and younger. And so when you have this snowball effect of these 11-year-olds, you know, seven years plus, they're having kids and it's just, it's, it, it grows and the snowball gets bigger. So I think that that population in particular is, is definitely a great example of how we can add population, uh, whereas we are above average than the two and a half kids per family here in America. Right. Two and a half, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> you know, in this, in the last, you know, couple minutes that we have here, um, Carlos, you know, you've traveled to other U.S. cities to promote St. Louis as a place of opportunity for immigrants. How have immigrants themselves and officials responded to what St. Louis is hoping to do? I think for the most part, they're very excited that, and they've complimented us on our initiative, you know, and so not only is it creating a release valve for them in their community, because they're inundated with all these people, uh, but they're they're actually quite surprised because this is not an approach that's very typical in this country. And so for us to be taking it on and moving as fast as we have, I've been in the world about six weeks, I've already made two different city visits, and we'll visit two more probably by the end of the year. Which so, two are those? Uh, New York and uh Denver, and actually Boston is another city okay, so that we will likely go to. Sure. Yeah. And Ari, what kind of cultural impact do you anticipate in the region as people resettle here? We, one, one of the things that we're also doing at the International Institute is really looking at the, the, the multicultural aspect, championing multiculturalism as we bring in different cultures is one of the pillars on which our vision is built. And so we anticipate, we're actually working now with the, the Anna E. Crossland for uh, Multicultural Excellence um, to be able to educate the community about the various cultures that we have here. Because cultures actually enrich our experience. And we hope that bringing people from different cultures and creating an opportunities for us to learn from each other does actually build a more welcoming community. And so we are trying as much as possible to showcase this beautiful cultures that we have in our community. Mm-hmm. And in just 30 seconds, Carlos, why are you interested in this work and its success? You know, obviously, being first-generation immigrant to this country, you know, I see what people are trying to get get from coming here, the American dream, you know, and, and I talk to, you know, my parents and thank them for getting me to a better place in my life. I talk to my daughter how I expect her to be in a better place. So helping people to create that. Carlos Ramirez is Vice President of Latino Outreach for the International Institute, and Ari Obenson is President and CEO of the International Institute. Ari and Carlos, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Today's segment was produced by Aula Kuzitz. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. 
St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.